Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. I'm your host, Mitch Michaels. This is a sports podcast that covers everything going on in the world of athletics today. But we got a great one planned for you as I'm joined by Sean Sullivan, Sully Vall, to talk about college football rivalry week, Ohio State, Michigan, headlining a star-studded week of action. We've got Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State, and some other big games that have huge playoff implications. We break it all down in the world of college football with Sean Sullivan. And then Joe Crisali joins the show to talk NFL. My Browns, his Broncos doing well. The Chiefs lose to the Eagles on Monday night. A lot of big games Thursday, Friday, and Sunday in the NFL. And we talk a little hockey with the Rangers and Bruins pacing the action out east. The Vegas Golden Knights looking to repeat the avalanche back up. Even the LA Kings doing well. Lots to talk about in hockey as well as pro football with Joe Crisali. Sean Sullivan up first. This is the Money Mitch Effect. Let's start the show. Final week of the regular season in college football. It's a sad, sad week for a lot of us, but uh, we got Thanksgiving. We're going to go out with a bang. What a slate of games we have in the college gridiron. Joined now by my guy, Sean Sullivan. Sully, it's always bittersweet, but Rivalry Week usually sends us out with a bang. A lot of great games and a lot on the line. Thanks uh, again for joining the show. Oh, thanks for having me. As always, good, sir. Yeah, I mean, this has been uh, one of the faster college football seasons for me. I, it's just gone by. I, I was talking with an intern at the, at the office the other day. It was like, yeah, I started week two, and now it's week 12, and I'm already leaving. I'm like, uh, what? It's uh, week what? Week 13? Week 12? What, what are we talking about here? It's already over. And the shortest major sport out there in the world but that's what makes it so sweet really does um there's a lot of ways we can go with this week and what's on the line the playoff rankings just came out as we recorded this sully and um you know it's pretty interesting because i mean it's pretty clear right there's eight teams that could still make the playoff make a run and that's Mm -hmm. seems like Mm -hmm. a pretty high number for this late in the game yeah i I mean and the funny part about it is i saw a graphic on you know, one of those, those graphic mails on Instagram that said, uh, oh, yeah, your first your first playoff ever was Washington, Florida State, and in uh, Alabama, Georgia, could potentially run it all back there, or Ohio State, excuse me, could run it all back. I mean, there's the four teams that have, I would say, the, the best shot at it. So it, things uh, seem wide open, but a lot of it still stays the same there. Well, and, and I wanted to kind of get into that because a lot happened in the last couple of weeks. The eight teams that are out in order as of the ranking, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Oregon, Texas, and Alabama. We know Ohio State, Michigan play this week. There's a lot to be decided. A couple quick thoughts mm-hmm. on the rankings. Uh, one being Georgia, and I know you know you know this firsthand, but Georgia back to being the juggernaut. We doubted them a couple weeks ago. Not like full doubt, but like, oh, are they really right. as good? Is Beck as good? You know, all this stuff. Well, they've had a co- they've had their best stretch of the year. What stretch of the year when it's mattered the most? So Georgia's right back to being the number one seed in the playoff and the and the betting favorite to win the playoff. Yeah, I mean, it, the last couple weeks have been competitive. Like going back to Ole Miss, I'm like, all right, they got a real shot here. I really like their offense. Georgia, have they played anybody? Kentucky's offense wasn't real. So, yeah, they just wiped them off the floor. That's not even the game in the second half. And then, yeah, outside of the first 10 minutes against Tennessee, it was, man, alive. That offense is just so impressive no matter who you stop. If you focus on on Bowers and one of their other just five-star man amongst boys type of weapons is going to make a play. Mm-hmm. It's, it's gross that the offensive, <laughs> that's what really impressed me about this Georgia team. Is It's always been defense, defense. You know, you got your, your Roquan Smiths of the world just going out there and ripping people's heads off. But this, this offense can play. It's not just yeah. a mailman anymore that is, is running the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they got, they got a legit, legit, a bunch of point getters out there use the basketball firm yeah and they don't really get nervous either you know the first play of the game tennessee touchdown they were down to auburn they've had moments where they you know started slow they were single high safety and they're like oh we're just not going to run that again and yeah, <laughs> yeah. give up three points the yeah. rest of the freaking way it is so. you know they're, they're, that's a championship pedigree for losing the amount of guys that they have the cultures there so that was the first thought i had number Two that I had off the top is, and I'm going to come off as biased saying this going into the game, but the gap doesn't appear as big between Ohio State and Michigan with Michigan being the favorite again. 
you know, and, and a lot of that is Ohio State's defense has played better. Sully, we're going to get into the preview later. And the other thing is Michigan the last couple weeks, especially last week, didn't really show you the most. And, and that's where I'll leave it for now. No, I, I mean, we were on the other side of it. We took the turfs last week. Mm-hmm. This is one of our favorite bets. We, we cashed that in. It, it, and coming out of that Penn State week, a lot of people, a lot of the noise was, oh, you know, Penn State showing it, or uh, excuse, Michigan show me everything we need to see out of out of Penn State. No, I mean, yeah. they they did, and everybody knows the stat. They threw, they didn't throw it in the second half, and that all. It's not like they. Well, it wasn't. I'm yeah. disrespectful Penn State. It's I so funny. They're not good on all. No, it's it's so funny too because talking to a Penn State fan and he was more upset with the Maryland game because it proved yeah. that you don't have to. You know, basically Franklin had some cowardly like tendencies and how he's approached some of these big games. And even with Maryland, you know, they're throwing the ball over. It's not pretty. It's not. You know, they made some mistakes, but they they went for it. You gotta you gotta give them that. Like they they were outgunned in a lot of areas and they went for it and they did some things and. You know, you give props there. It's just, yeah, Michigan, and we'll get to it. I mean, that's the thing offensively. You wonder what's going to happen, how the trenches is where that game's going to be going to be won. So there's obviously a lot. On I, the saw, I saw the Calvin Johnson where they got doubled on the goal line yeah. clip circling around. That's what they're going to have to do to slow down Ohio State, right? We know we know Marvin, Maserati Marvin. A lot of room in that secondary, man. It looked like it, it. is. Yeah. So they're gonna, you're right. Yeah, exactly. So good luck doubling them. So that's a preview we're going to have later. And then uh, the other notes, oh, brutal for Jordan Travis, though. I mean, that was just oh, I, I know. senior and, day. And if, you, if, you're, if you're saying don't put him in because he no. got hurt, shame on you. No, no. Shame well, I'm gonna, on you. Not, not saying no, you specifically, no, 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 but anybody out there. It's a it's joke. Like, no, that, it's a resume. It, 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 this is a resume result. This is a resume reward. At least it should be. I know there's the other argument right. that's the best four teams in the country, which – Okay, if you want to have that argument, Sully, and again, we're not talking to each other, we're talking in general right, here. Right, right. It's, it's a tiebreaker. If it's these resumes are too close, then I could say, okay, who do you really think is better? Okay, but the first thing should be who's deserved the right to be here. Right, if they're undefeated, yeah. they're in. Sorry about it. If they're yeah. going to get blown out by Georgia, whatever, but it, it is a full body of work. You're mm-hmm. right. That, And then Bear, Chris Felica, brought up on, on his pod today that – it happened in, in 98, the first year of the VCS. Chris Winkie goes down, yeah. and they, they still – the computers boop, 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 still spit out Florida State to go and lose to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I don't just bring that up to bring up a Tennessee National Championship. It, it, there's precedent there. And no, it, it's, it, also, it's for it's, sure. It, it, you're, you're 100% so right. With and, Florida State. Well, there's no guarantee, though, they're going to go undefeated, which this, even this week, Trapalicious in the rivalry game, and then Louisville, who – Louisville. Man, yeah, man, we I thought we had that Miami pick, but hey, Louisville keeps hey, proving I, us. I, I still think Florida State gets it done. Graham Mertz is out. I, I think uh, okay. Florida's been a, a wounded duck, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Through, with even even with Mertz. So, yeah, give me give me Florida State gets through over the hump yeah. this weekend. But yeah, Louisville's the one I circle that is the uh oh game in the Pac twelve. I mean, Washington, who had been teetering, showed us a lot winning that Oregon State game in the elements. We you know on the road, big one there. They're gonna. I mean, all signs pointing regarding something catastrophic this weekend if they both hold serve, which is no guarantee. Oregon will be the favorite in that game, but that was a the huge... biggest Pac twelve game, arguably of all time to blow it up the final one yeah so i mean you know you look at the playoff ranking it's like with alabama at eight and texas at seven there's a lot of scenarios where i do think stuff will play itself out but there seems like there's going to be a lot of controversy is what i'm looking at here oh yeah oh yeah it's gonna be so so fun that that and i'm sure the civil war thanks i know we don't call it that anymore but the the beavers and the ducks is gonna be fun Wazoo and Washington State can be fun. There, those are a couple landmines that they could step on that could could ruin like, us out of the biggest I mean, Pac-12 game of all time. Yeah, and I'm and I'm also you know Texas needs help. Obviously, they've got the one loss, but if they went out, mm-hmm. I, I and I fully expect Ohio State Michigan to be an elimination game. It's the scenario, Sully, yeah. where Bama Georgia Georgia loses a close one. Or Washington yeah. loses a close one to Oregon, and then that is actually a split. You know, they're 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 one and one against each other. That's where yep. I think chaos could ensue, depending on what Texas does, depending on what Florida State does. So there, there's a lot. Right. We'll get to the we'll get to maybe just throwing darts at what we think it'll end up being when the dust settles at the end. But still, so much. I'm to praying be for the the no SEC option. Where 
where somehow so that would be Alabama wins, but then Texas has to be in over them because yeah, Texas has to be in over them. <laughs> Texas, has, I'm a huge Texas you want, fan. You want, mutual destru- you want mutual uh, assured destruction? <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. I want I, I want the stepbrothers front of the lawn brawl where they both hit each other in the face with a rake is exactly what I want. I think the only way that happens would be it would have to take, you know, Tech, Florida State wins out, Washington wins out, because even one loss, Oregon's yep. not getting in over, you know, Bama. So, Bama. No, uh, they just beat the number one team in the country. Yeah. That looks like the number one team in the country. So you need a yeah. lot, but it is possible. There's a lot of scenarios. I, guess, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. All right. Well, let's not waste any time here on the Money Mitch Effect. Let's look at the games this week, starting, you know, Thursday night. And, uh, you know, we, we, we've done pretty good on some rivalry weeks in the past, Sully. I'm circling this one because you're on board with just the general theory in the SEC conference that you know and love that you think the favorites are going to have a pretty good last week of the season. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, a lot of times you say throw out the record, yada, yada, yada. I think it, especially Thursday night, it's a little different. Egg Bowl, New baby. coach in Mississippi State. Egg Bowl is always wacky. There's always some sort of dog peeing celebration happening in that game. But I'm, I'm a big Ole Miss fan. I'm a big Ole Miss believer. I, I, I think they're Right there, I mean, they're not they're not Georgia Bama, but they're right there with LSU for the for that next best team. That was that was that game went down to the wire. So I, I, I'm a big believer in Dart. I'm a big believer in Judkins. I love this offense. Mississippi State has nothing that could that could keep up with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me the Rebels, big ten points. And Ole Miss's losses have been teams that have just outscored them like crazy. You know, I just don't see Mississippi State doing this. I know they did it last yep. year, but I, you know, historically Ole Miss still has a winning record in Starkville in the series and in Starkville. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, I am on that one for sure. I think that's a good way to start your Thanksgiving, you know, eat some turkey. There's NFL stuff on the day. You got the egg bowl on at night. Um, oh, I love it. You know, it's good there. And uh, it's the last Thanksgiving without Texas Texas A&M for a while. So I know. That's going to be another one next year we could look forward to with the egg bowl and this is the Texas Classic showdown coming back into our lives on Thanksgiving next year. So, well, can I uh, can I tell you what I'm most excited for on Friday? It's we we've done it again for the third time this year. We have with the same school involved the lowest over under in history: Iowa Nebraska, <laughs> twenty six and a half points. Oh man, I, I, that could easily be a 10, 10, 7, 10 3 type of game. You know, you could easily see that going that way. I mean. Uh, it is right out, right out the gates too. The, the noon kick, woo! That is perfect. CBS. I hope Gary's on the call. No, he won't be. Uh, your friend, yeah, he's your favorite. He'll I know. be on the Mizzou. He'll be on the Mizzou Arkansas game. Uh, but I would, I would love for him to be uh, in in Nebraska at noon just to get a taste of what he's looking forward to next year. Yeah, spin this one somehow. Um, I got to read that. I got it's uh, our guy Matt Gothard had a great tweet about Iowa, you know, going again, going to India again, and with everything, and just with how good the defense has played, it's a crime that their offense has not been anything close to giving them a chance because That's Iowa's crazy. defense has been elite, like consistently, it's been pretty good, but. I don't know. This is going to be an interesting one too, Nebraska. But if you're an Iowa fan, really though, if you're an Iowa fan though, nine and two, like that's all you really care about, right? Just yeah. give me, just give me a shot. Make Indianapolis once every every four years. That's it's, it's freaking Iowa, right? right like right. I mean, come on. Like, I kinda, but you're right. Yeah. This this could be a once in a lifetime team if they had any pulse on offense. <laughs> you're right any, there. Any pulse, even a strong run game. I kind of do like, I mean, you were talking about that Mizzou game. That seems like tasty, like almost too good to be true, but it's at seven and a half right now in Arkansas, yeah. another team looking for, for a future. Oh, man. <laughs> I, you know, I, I love Sam Pittman, big Pittman fan over here, but when, when you got your AD releasing this statement saying, oh, we're, we're thinking about it, but we're going to keep him, like that doesn't really give you uh, no, the warm and fuzzy not. feeling. This side doesn't. No. You know, like inside the locker room, reading that statement, what what your what your mind's going through, and then you got a Mizzou team that is also a hell of an offense, a lot like Ole Miss. Cook is a hell of a quarterback. They're going to put up a bunch of points. Arkansas can't score. It's the same type of game where it's just a a dead fish on the other side. And you're just going to put up whatever points you want. So yeah, give me Mizzou on that one. 
It was a tough team. They've proven it pretty much all year, so I like them there. Um, another thing, too, I wanted to wanted to talk about in theory, like there's a lot of these spreads that seem too good to be true. We know upsets outright are going to happen. You know, Friday there's a lot of good games, and, uh, you know, especially in that Big 12 race. The one that I like the points on, wouldn't say I love it, but I like it, is I do think Tech makes it closer than two touchdowns, which is what they're coming so? at. Yeah. I think there's going to be. I think Texas wins this game and gets their chance to play themselves into the playoff. But I don't. They they like to flirt with that line, especially this game where I think last year Tech beat them, which they thought could it was the final game that they're going to play at Tech. So I think Tech. This is their their last stand. They savor the final chance to play these guys. Texas wins by in that seven to ten range. I would say. I mean, four of the last five weeks have been a one score game late into the game. Mm-hmm. Did not finish the one yeah. score game. So, yeah, I mean, Tech, pretty spicy, coming three straight wins, beat mm-hmm. UCF, beat uh, Kansas to beat TCU. So, yeah, they're feeling pretty good about themselves so, coming into this game. I correct. can absolutely see that. And so Oklahoma State's still in the title game if they win, right? Is that Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah they're still in the hunt. They, they need some help, but they're still in the hunt. So, because, yeah, because Oklahoma, see, that was the other one. Oklahoma's 10 points against TCU. I think I, I actually would trust them to cover more than Texas in this spot. I don't know that at TCU, especially with Oklahoma. Yeah, but still here's the, the thing. Gabriel concussion is mm. on six days, and it's a noon game. Yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, you know, yeah. without, without Gabriel, it's true. I don't know. TCU's coming on. So yeah. they're playing for something, too. They're, they're five wins. So our first, we're going to be trying to get it to a bowl game. Our first big game Friday night um, in the Civil War. I think, I think fans still call it the Civil War. I haven't seen it. It's like a blacklisted yeah. term there. Um I don't think this. I don't think this line should ever be double digits. So I would really like the Beavers in this one. I just. I. I don't. Yeah. I don't like how high this is. Like even. You but everybody tell, and their mom is on the Beavers right now. Well, that's and true. Her. That's true. <laughs> that's a terrible <laughs> thing. Well, what about last year? Well, the line was it came down a bunch. Oregon State basically cost Oregon their season in a position where they weren't mm-hmm. as good as they are now. So, if we're looking that's at the history why, of this one, yeah. That's why I almost tend to lean Oregon. Fade, fade everybody, and then mm. also do the, do the. Um, I'm not going money line. Do, do the I'm, last year. I'm definitely not going money line. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying this does not seem like it's going to be a blowout. Um, but I know why. I know what happens when the public goes one direction. But I do think. That, yeah, and and I think Oregon. I mean, Oregon. Man, they 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 got to point through. So there's yeah. there, there's no look ahead game here. I, no. Yeah, I think it will be closer than the Apple Cup, though. What was this line? What would this line have been if Oregon State won a game they could have won last week? Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably under under ten points. Mm. Yeah, see, that's what's crazy, yeah. and that's you know, I bet you're, if Oregon covers this spread, they're going to be man, they might be a touchdown favorite next week. You know, that, that's done. the early that's the early the early line got up to a touchdown. So. Man. Team they beat, Which team they got beat by. Yeah, I know it was the home game though, and that's the thing. I mean, the thing is, like, good for the Pac-12. This final rend- rendition of it that you're going to have the mm-hmm. top two teams that they have a chance to avenge a road loss. Specifically, I don't think we'd have as much of a problem with it if Oregon lost that game in Eugene. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So you, uh, one, no, I'll just move to Saturday. I was going to say though, because you mentioned you the Apple, you mentioned the Apple Cup, and we can go out of order for Saturday, but. You don't think that's yeah. close? No, I, I, it could be because it is the Apple Cup. But uh, I'm and just side note: I'm glad they they've already put pen to paper and extended this out when they part ways mm-hmm. to different conferences. So that's a good thing. But yeah, I, I, I'm I'm a full believer in Washington. Uh, I think they're real deal. Last week really showed me that that is a really really tough place to go play in Corvallis when they're rocking fully Pacific Northwest weather. And they, they come out with a with a gritty gritty dub. I think uh, yeah, I think they're rolling. I'm I don't believe in Wazoo at all. So yeah, give me give me the dogs. Fifteen and a half, huh? Even after they beat <laughs> the corpse of Colorado. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think Washington does pretty well here, uh, especially at home with everything to prove for in this dream season. Uh, you know, Saturday's loaded, man. I, I want to get to that Florida Florida State game. Now you're confident the Knowles just take care of business because this line. You know, this line's been been interesting. Mertz is out. No, I'm not confident at all, no, but I, I, I think, think they, they do. do. Okay. I think they do. Yeah, I, I don't I don't trust Florida Travis was worth four well. points by my calculation. This line would have been ten, yeah. ten and a half. It's six and a half now. So 
that's what a Jordan Travis injury means to this team who did, you know, I know it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a power five school, but down two scores and you just saw your quarterback's leg go in the opposite direction. They at least regained their composure a little bit last week and now a full week of practice. Yeah, this is, I mean, even with Florida and, and with Billy Napier, you know, fully on the hot seat. I think this is the, you know, this is, if there ever was a kitchen sink game for Florida, this would be it. That'd be my. Oh, it's it. There. They could go bowling. They, they can mm. play. They're playing for something too. Four straight losses. Pounded by Georgia. A wacky loss to Arkansas. LSU just beat the brakes off them and then a, a close loss to Mizzou. But yeah, I don't, I don't trust them at all without Mertz whatsoever. So, I mean, he's, he's been sneaky, one of the best quarterbacks in the conference. So, one game's okay, but. Yeah, I mean, who's going to be throwing the ball to Ricky Pearsall is the question. So, do we, yeah, give me, give me the Noles to, to, to pull it out and, and stay alive. Do you have an underdog you like this week that could win outright? Just some, I'm looking at the rivalry games. If there's anybody you Do think. I have a dog that can win outright? Uh, does North Carolina State count? Possibly. I mean, they're home dogs. Yeah, yeah, that works. In North Carolina. Up. You think they win? I, you think I could, North Carolina I could, keeps sliding? It's been a slide for them. Yeah, it has been. It has been. Uh, lost to Clemson. Uh, yeah, lost three out of the last five. So, NC State's catching, playing the best ball uh, of, the, of the season towards the end here. So, uh, yeah, give, give me NC State there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really – I mean, the Drake Mays look good. That's about it for them, uh, North Carolina, the last couple of weeks. See, I'm looking. I'm trying to see. I'll have to come back to that one. One I don't see, uh, I think we, we are on the same – same page, right? LSU wins, and Jaden Daniels probably cements his Heisman, probably over a Yeah, they're they're clearly clearly trying to try to win him the I mean, Heisman. This is probably my game in. of the week, honestly. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, A and M is just, just lost their coach, floundering in the wind. Are we going to the transfer portal? Are we not going to the transfer portal? Questions across the board. There, there's another. There, talk about tampering. I think every single Power Five coach in the country has got an A and M player on the horn right now. Uh, and yeah. I don't know anything, but but that's probably what's happening. And then uh, yeah. uh, on the flip side, uh, Kelly and the boys are trying to get Heisman. Uh, he he stayed in the game against Georgia State last week, way longer than he should have. Mm-hmm. Ended up with another four hundred yards and a buck a hundred on on the ground. <laughs> They're going to try to. They're going to try to do that for three straight games. They're going to yeah. try to get into the four hundred, one hundred. He's going to reach fifty touchdowns. It's gross. <laughs> the stats he's putting up. I'm playing in fantasy. I'm very nervous about it. But I like. I like LSU to cover, win big. Yeah. See, uh, it, it's not going to be a seven overtime thriller this no. weekend for the Aggies. I guess my. I guess my baby. Uh underdog under three points though as i could see just because neither team has been good in the history of the rivalry it's my favorite trophy as i could see wisconsin as three-point road dogs winning paul bunyan's axe against minnesota oh i do love when they run and, and pick up the best. giant axe it's that the is, best it's awesome it it's is almost the, as good as the the the, the, the floyd the, the big trophy that is a good one man the big 10 knows trophies the sec did but they kind of got rid of some of my favorite ones it's a kind of a no the beer barrel don't even bring it up <laughs> i know <laughs> i didn't want to that would have hey i would have given you the props if you still had it but um unfortunately yeah hey we do we do it's just in the closet somewhere and underneath the stadium so, All right. Well, I think it's, it's time. Still there. I think it's time to talk here, Ohio State, Michigan. We're at that point yeah. in the show. Uh, adjusted line the last week has gone down a couple points. We're at three and a half right now. So, Michigan three and a half point favorites. And uh, I'll try to be as upfront and biased about and unbiased about this game as I possibly <laughs> can. Biased about this game. No. I don't. Yeah, be biased. They've clearly been protecting JJ McCarthy these last couple of weeks, right? Like, you can see it, too. Like, if they're going to win this game, they're going to do it up front with the big boys and Blake Corum, who's as good as advertised, and a defense that might have some secondary issues. But other than that is rock solid and as good as advertised. I just never bought the J.J. McCarthy hype as a top 10 quarterback, top 15 quarterback in college football. And I think that's a key for Ohio State's defense that's been eaten recently is to make him throw to beat you. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, McCord on the road. We'll see. I mean, right. this is a really, really tough test for him as well. On the I'm glad side, he had Notre so. Dame early. I am because that I'm that's glad a, he had yeah. that. And I don't, I don't a see drive at the end of the game. I don't see much of a day. difference between those two. And I'm not like I, I think McCarthy can make some big plays if he, you know, we'll see if he, if he, you know, knows what's happening this time. 
uh, ahead of time. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, I just think that that is the scenario that I think Michigan would, Michigan would much rather run the ball down their throat. We've seen it time and time again, too. So, McCor- they've won the game the last few years. Just yeah. Couldn't stop Gorham. Yeah, 100%. And I do think that, uh, you mentioned Marvin, like, I expect Michigan to put like a lot of colleges do a lot of attention on him. So it'll be a goop. It'll be Igbuka. It'll be Stover. It'll be those guys that have to step up. The running game has been on fire recently too. So that's actually been the pleasant thing. Henderson back healthy after missing a few games has been a beast. Um, man, it's, it's got this old school feel to it. I know it's, you know, we've been the, we've been in the offensive boom with urban and then Meyer and then what Harbaugh's done with his staff and turning them into a little bit of a mm-hmm. juggernaut, but it's got that old school physical while we're scoring feel I actually got to check the over under on this. Cause maybe I've talked myself into the under. Yeah. 45 and a half. That's uh, I would much rather save my shekels for the lowest under of all time. Yeah. yeah but yeah. you, you might've just talked yourself into it. This could be like a 17, 20 type of game. Tight. I, I, I just know it's going to be tight. I do know that. That's all I know about this game. Cause I, I, I guess I trust McCord more than McCarthy at this point. It is in the last two weeks, so I would lean Ohio State, but yeah, gosh. oh man, I, I I just don't. I as BS as it is, I, I I hate betting against the team that is us against the world type of mentality, and I know it's manufactured and all this mm-hmm. all this junk that mm-hmm. they're you you it, you stepped on the rake to cause this us <laughs> against the world mentality, but. I, Oh, I know, and they're good, and and a loss. I just think this is a true. I mean, three points on the road used to be the way it was. Like the the bump favorite for a home is worth three. That's close to a pick 'em. It is funny to look at the trends when the season started and the the you know quote unquote hypothetical line. You know, it was a one point Michigan game, but the over under was in the 60s. So that's what this season has taught us. Both defenses may be mm-hmm. a little better. Both offenses may be a little sluggish. McCord just can't turn the ball over, which he. Did at times early in the year. I think he's cleaned that up a little bit as well. Um, no, I mean, I, I, d- I definitely think that big turnovers will swing this game. I know it's cliche to say, but we've seen it in, you know, Michigan has looked untouchable when they have kept it clean. You know, they didn't, and then yep. they had a defense that, I know the competition got better, but you couldn't even get to the red zone on them. Ohio State's going to have to, you know, obviously Marvin and a big play would be nice, but they're going to have to drive the ball and, you know, time of possession. I think it's going to be one of those they, games with a lot of big boy drives. I mean, they had a special teams in the defensive point against mm-hmm. Maryland that kind of dug them out of a hole. So the, the, the odds of you getting that against the Ohio State team that is well coached and, and well and a well oiled machine, not, not nothing against the Terps, but they ain't the Buckeyes. No, man, I can't wait for it. Uh, I think that's any other any other big games we can get to. I know Alabama, Auburn, Auburn's not exactly. Yeah, oh my god, <laughs> what what is what does Vegas know? No, that's coming it. off of a beatdown. Yeah. So what does Vegas know? Special. Um, what does Vegas know? Because I would I would have twenty to twenty one and a half. You know. Yeah, I don't. I, nothing else out. I mean, Utah, Colorado is three touchdowns. Is Shadur even going to be? Is he even going to be playing? I don't even. I don't yeah, know. I, I, I really like Utah there. Oh, uh, shout out to Colorado. Utah though. Shout out to Utah, man. Van Wilder's coming back for a seventh year. Seventh year, Van Wilder, good for them. Can't He's going to give him a nice big boost going Amazing. into going into the Big Twelve play. Amazing. Yeah. And then it's your boys, so your boys, going to cover twenty. Well, it's about twenty-seven now. Mm. I don't think so. I, I think we're just. They're just so banged up. You, you, there's like eight players out for the year. They just lost your right guard. I mean, the the the, the weapons on the outside are, are, are pretty banged up, but still, I, I think they could run the ball and cover. They they could cover this. We'll one. see. What That's still yeah. one of the best run games in the country. So yeah, they could just pound it. Vandy ain't the Georgia front seven. So we'll, we'll see. It's what gonna the... be a heavy dose of Rice and Samson yeah. and Small. Yeah, Vol's, Vol's offense, man. I mean, we'll see if there's a adjustment in philosophy, I'll say, for next year. Maybe some personnel changes, too. No, I mean, Milton's gone. It's all Nico. I yeah. think I think you, you really were, not, not to go down deep down the ball rabbit hole, <laughs> but I, I think you, you, you did, have, did have to pull back half the playbook because Milton isn't as accurate and isn't as good mm-hmm. as Hooker was. But I think you opened it right back up. But the freshman now would be a redshirt freshman next year. 
and uh, and Nico, I think he's going to be able to rip the ball and, and get out of the pocket and, and throw off platform and all those yeah. things that Hooker did that just Joe yeah. can't. Yeah. I think Georgia's obviously smashes Tech. Um, and then yeah. Arizona has been on fire. They're still t- alive for the Pac-12 title game and could be a tough Yeah, I, I'm hammering Arizona too. Sorry, yeah. Witt. Uh, that, that, shoot, man. Arizona State's looked better over the past few weeks, but. Yeah. Yeah, I well, think Arizona's out for blood. They, you had Fish talking about the 70 burger that the Sun Devils hung on, on them a year or two ago. Like oh, they're yeah. they're going to try, as Josh Short said today on the pod, they're going to try to hang 70 on them. They are. And they uh, might. So, and they might. Yeah. Um, lastly, before we go, um, in memoriam for the USC football team that was a total train wreck this year, Ooh. seven and five. Maybe, maybe you could argue the most disappointing team in college football. I think I would argue. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think without a question, you got the returning Heisman Trophy winner, and you you bring in supposed studs on defense, plugs in the holes, and you just brought back the the worst defensive coordinator in Power Five. It, it, historically. Most yards given up in a year per game in the history of USC football. They've been doing that for over 100 years. Mm-hmm. So that was that's, at least they won something. Set some yeah. records there. What a what an absolute dumpster fire. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of soul searching there. And uh, for Lincoln Riley and the boys, heck, he might cut bait and just go to the NFL and be done with it. <laughs> call it go coach the Bears and call it, call it Caleb Williams. I think they make him talk to the media there, though. So I don't know if you... Oh, that's a good point. Good point. Yeah. Oh, man, just so you have the rating Heisman winner, and that's all you can do, especially with that defense. It's just tough to watch. Um, all right, man. Well, hey, this has been fun. I know college football is about to end. Uh, very last thing, who are the final four teams? Sully, who do you have going when the dust settles in two weeks? Who would it be? Uh, give me Georgia. I'm, I said, I'm already said I'm a believer in you, Doug. So give, me you, okay. Doug. give me your Buckeyes because okay. I've seen them in the game. Yeah. Uh, and I think Florida State holds on. Okay. I think they do it. I got some theories here. I think Georgia hangs clean. They they go undefeated. And they also take care of the Alabama problem. They get the one seed. My Ohio State team gets the two. Then I'm going to get interesting with you. I, I think Florida State loses, but I also think Texas loses. So let's put two Pac-12 teams in the final edition of the playoff. So I let's go that. Oregon wins the rematch, gets that three seed of Ohio State-Oregon. Or, but it's a close enough game to where Washington, with help, with the Florida State loss and with the Texas loss, gets in. I think I think Let's Utah go. gives Georgia a hell of a lot better game than, than a, a wounded duck, Florida State. I know, and, I, I, and we agree. They fully deserve if they go undefeated. I just think they're going to lose that Louisville game. I think Texas will Texas it before the season's over. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Georgia. They're Bama. right for it, man. They've been trying. They've been trying right. to horn all over themselves. Right. My scenario, though, if Bama wins, then that's it for that Pac-12 two teams <laughs> theory. Yeah, <laughs> so that's exactly. that. Yeah. Uh, the Bama one loss Bama will never ever 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 miss the playoff. Oh, because you know, even if it was a two team Sa- playoff, Saban will do the media rounds. You know, he'll be talking to everybody all day, all night. <laughs> oh <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what he that's, does. That's when he's smiling and handshaking. Three three little Debbie's cakes. All right, let's go. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, Sully. It's always fun talking college football with you, Sean Sullivan. Thanks for coming on the show. Let's see what happens. Let's enjoy the games. Let's win some money. But appreciate your brother coming on the podcast. Much appreciated. Go Vols. Beat the Boilermakers. All right. Huge thanks to Sean Sullivan, Sully Vol, for appearing on this podcast. As always, we will uh, be sad that the season is ending, but smiling for the final week of the regular season in college football and conference championship week, and then we'll know who the playoff four teams are. So, Exciting stuff. Thanks again to Sully. Now we're talking pro game, pro football, pro hockey with Joe Crusali, breaking down all the action in the NFL and in the NHL. Let's get to it here on the Money Mitch Effect. All right, now with us on the Money Mitch Effect, back again to talk some NFL football and a little hockey as well because I think, uh, well, actually he's probably riding high a little bit about both, but it's Joe Crusali right now. (laughs) back on the line joe i i I teased it at first but yeah i knew you'd be riding high about hockey but man football especially the broncos pulling you back in as we were talking about i yeah i was i like most broncos fans i was ready to be like all right here we go another lost season four wins in a row told you earlier it's like the sopranos every time i think i'm out they pull me back in but yeah yeah 
looking good, man. They've been getting it done. Um, messing up people's pick them, messing up <laughs> all the predictions for everybody. Cortland Sutton, I think he's got a touchdown in five straight games, and I, majority of them are to win the game. Um, that win against KC really, really kicked it off for them. Um, going into Buffalo Monday night, winning that primetime game, and then another primetime game against Minnesota. Um, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about this team right now. I mean, running the ball not particularly well the last couple games, but I feel like everybody's kind of buying into Sean Payton's scheme. Um, I mean, it took a bit longer than we would have hoped. Um, you know, going, what were they, one and five to start the year, and now five and five, um, really flipping it around, and now going up against your Brownies this week, and favorites at home. I know, we're going to get into that later. Uh, it is a nice little victory week for both of us. As the as a Broncos fan, yeah, it's, it's funny how it changes on a, on a lesser extent, because, you know, the Browns have had a great year too, but it's funny, like that Ravens game, even though a lot's happened since then, but that really was the one that kind of elevated the Browns season because they lost that, then they're going into Pittsburgh, you know, six and four or, or five and four really, you know, and then yeah, but here they are. So yeah, the Broncos, it's funny because Russell is still, you know, I, I don't know that he'll ever get back to Seahawks Russ, and that's not, t- not trying to rain on your parade, but he has looked better. And the defense, man, that is crazy that they've made that transformation from a team that gave up 70 to a defense that's for sure in the top half of the league and keeping them in a lot of these games so their offense can make plays late. Um, But, yeah, Yeah. it's it's exciting. I will say, though, that, you know, the way it's looking in the AFC, and we can kind of get into that, Joe, I mean, it is a juggernaut. It's a gauntlet of teams. You know, I think the Chargers are like 11th or 12th or something. So it's like there is, compared to the NFC, there are so many more teams. I don't know what the top looks like with the Ravens at the one C with three losses, but you know the middle, the meat of the AFC is very deep this year, as deep as I've ever seen it. Yeah, well, when you're talking, the Bills are six and five uh, on the outside looking in right now. You know that's not really where you expected it to be at this point in the season. If you told me the Broncos had a shot to get in the playoffs, I would have called you crazy. The thing about Russ this year, though, is like nobody's—they're not asking him to do too much you know he's he's i think under 300 yards passing the last four games and those i mean those are games they've won so sean payton's system he kind of put russell into it i mean do we dare say he's a system quarterback it's not like he's doing every anything else crazy outside of it he's just managing the game getting done what he needs to get done and winning with uh great defense but yeah that afc is a complete gauntlet i really did not expect the ravens to be as good as they are right now. Kansas City is kind of weak. That defense also very good, but the offense, they have nobody that can catch the that ball. That was insane, right? Monday night's game was now, what's Mahomes doing throwing it to his receiver's hands all the time like that? <laughs> yeah, just right into their midst, you know? And then when they ask him about it after the game, he's like, I could have thrown the ball better. It's like, bro, you hit him right in the hand. You know what he's doing, though. Like, that's just a leader taking accountability for the yep. team because he knows that his guy's got to catch it. And that's... That's what you get when you have a contract like that, when you pay. Although the other guy they paid, Travis Kelsey, man, not the best game for him. Looked like he might have been maybe jet lag from South America. That's all all Taylor Swift. She's got a lot going on, so he's feeling those emotions. You can see it out on the I mean, I just say taking your bye week to go to South America. We saw what, Tony Romo did that. You know, the year they got bounced in the playoffs to go see Jessica Simpson. Like, I don't know about traveling across, you know, some continents even. But uh, he had the fumble. Mahomes did have that pick in the red zone. Uh, I give the Eagles credit because it wasn't their best game. They've, they've kind of been doing this where they haven't been playing their best but finding a way to win. And, you know, they yeah. – I think, look, you can you can make inferences about this game. The Chiefs are more than likely going to be fine based on their track record. But, Joe, the fact is that this is the type of way – like if the Eagles are going to go all the way and maybe even win a rematch in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, you get a sense that this is the kind of style that they want to play rather than just the 38-35 games. Their defensive line yeah. was playing great. And making you, know, you do those things, you win kind of a mid-range scoring game and, and make plays late. I think that's the way they're going to do it because you know they still have all these tough games left, Buffalo, Seattle, San Francisco, back-to-back-to-back, I think. Yeah, that was the thing about the Eagles. They kind of had – their defense had a bend-don't-break mentality that whole game. They were giving up some chunk plays in the beginning, but – I mean, 
they the opportunities were there for the Chiefs to win that game. So we got everything we wanted out of that Super Bowl rematch, really. That was a really good Monday night game. I will say, too, a lot of these like primetime games that have been scheduled on Thursdays, Mondays this year have been awesome. You know? um, yeah, even, the, yeah. even the ones that haven't been like you know the best teams playing, they've been some pretty high drama and pretty high level. Yeah, so, yeah. It's been pretty solid. But if we're looking at this AFC right now, how crazy is it that we have three teams out of the AFC North going through, mm-hmm. and that fourth team is not Cincinnati? One of those teams is not Cincinnati. Well, we can I get mean, into our picks, but we can get into our picks later and stuff. But Pittsburgh, I, I don't want to say they're total frauds as much as I dislike them. Their defense is really good, <laughs> and they have some skill. But like, do you think Kenny Pickett takes this team to the playoffs, given what's in the AFC? They've been out game every game, man. Like, come on. <laughs> It's Tomlin in that defense, and they just fired Matt Canada, so who knows? They but how bad of it? Well, we'll see, right? We'll see how bad Matt Canada really was, because I don't know. I feel like you could put Kyle Shanahan with Kenny Pickett, and we'd be saying similar things. Yeah, definitely possible. Um, but they're going into a uh, going into face a Cincinnati yeah. team that is definitely desperate to win a game. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a tougher matchup for them this week than uh, what the like predictions and everything are saying. Yeah. Man. But I'm just oh. looking at this wild card, looking at this AFC, I think it gets shaken up completely. First off, I can't believe the Browns are seven and three. That oh, that baby. defense, that defense is unbelievable. I mean, the Browns are seven and three. So is every team at the top leading their division, except for the Ravens, obviously eight and three. But Ravens have a bye coming up, uh, I think next week. So. Also, why are we having week 13 buys? Let's get that. Let's, it's pretty let's weird. It's weird. We had the one week where it was like nobody was on a buy, and then we, you know, I, I don't know. This week. This I, I really, week, no buys. Yeah, I really I really don't know. But what I do know is that the Browns' defense is the best defense I've ever seen uh, from a team I rooted for in my life, and Miles Garrett should be in the MVP conversation, not just defensive player, MVP. Uh, he's a total beast. Um, look, I mean, winning that game with Dorian Thompson-Robinson, which – you knew they were going to hold, you know, have kid gloves on him, and I think he completed like 20 passes for 160 yards, so it was going to be very, very basic. But basic might be all you need from the offense when the defense is playing the way they do. I thought I thought Charles Davis on the broadcast made a good point, Joe. The, the key to this defense, as great as Miles is, it's how much they've done, how better, how much they've done addressing their secondary with Newsom and Ward. Those guys cover, and they don't need help. And when you don't need help guarding receivers, you can take out options one-on-one, it really frees up the interior and the linebackers to get after the quarterback. So I think they're always going to have a chance. It's like, don't turn the ball over, don't do anything stupid, and the Browns should be in every game, not that they're going to win all of them, obviously. Yeah, now we got this upcoming matchup between us. Over under 35, I'm taking the under. I don't think this game (laughs) does like 20 points. Yeah, yeah, no. Much higher. It's crazy, man. You look at the other teams in the AFC. I mean, are the Texans for real? Can we say C.J. Stroud is talk about a, a rookie of the year is on lock? But he's a he's on the outside of MVP at this rate. I mean, if he beats Jacksonville twice, I mean, my goodness, what a rookie campaign this kid's having from Ohio State, obviously. <laughs> yeah, he he's unreal, man. I mean, it's great that we have another quarterback coming into the league just dominating that. I feel like we're going to watch for years to come. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady or, um, you know, Drew Brees or Peyton Manning or something like that, but I, I feel like we'll be talking about him in that regard Yeah. throughout his career. Yeah, I had a few thoughts on the uh, other thoughts on the NFL here with Joe Crisali on the Money Mitch effect. One being, um, you know, the Josh Dobbs experience. I think we should mention you guys survived it, but it's kind of <laughs> insane, right? This guy's been on so many teams. It's Sometimes it's uncoordinated. It's a lot of freestyling, but in a way, it's like a watered-down version of what Jameis brings with some more running. I don't feel like he's yeah. going to turn the ball over as much. He just tries to make plays, and I don't know that he's ever going to be a top ten quarterback. But I, I call it the Josh Dobbs experience because there's a lot going on, and I guess when you're rooting against him as you were, it's got to be a little terrifying. Yeah, because you really can only root for him, right? You know, he he's bounced around the league. He has never really gotten a chance. And then he gets traded to Minnesota, and he just wins that game, mm-hmm. not knowing anything on the team or the plays or anything. All improv. Just gets it done, wins the game. Whole city's behind him. They're, they're selling his jerseys. in the. They got him printed in there already the next day at the team store. People are buying them. 
it's it's just a fun storyline in the NFL. You know, you don't you didn't necessarily think the Vikings were going to go anywhere this year, starting the year one and four, but then they win five games in a row. Obviously, lose last week against the Broncos, but that was a close game. They had a chance to win that too. Dobbs kept them in that mm-hmm. game against a tough defense. Um, yeah. Now they play Monday night against Chicago. Possibly a bounce back game for them uh, before they hit their bye. But um, Dobbs, Dobbs is just very, very exciting to watch. Um, and he's a, he's a genius. He's just a, a smart guy. <laughs> a literal genius. Yeah, literal genius. Like, the fans he likes him, and the players around him kind of feed off of um, just the type of player he is and his energy, and Minnesota just in general. So. Uh-huh. Um, but it's fun. Yeah, and with the depleted NFC, not as deep deep with the seven playoff teams, they're very much in the mix to to make it. Maybe make some noise. They they're got, in right now. Yeah, yeah, and they're they got Jeff and they got Jefferson coming back. We think pretty soon. So that's something to think about. Um, other thing, quick thoughts, Joe. I don't know why we're subjected to. It hasn't been all gravy in the NFL. Why we have to see the Jets on primetime every week. It's because uh, the NFL loves Aaron Rodgers, and they didn't anticipate him going down. But well, yes, I, I get that. Because, and no, and I and look, I get that. But like, that's when the flex should be like. I get it. Like it happens, right? Like if Mahomes got hurt and the Chiefs, you know, took a step back, I'd say the same thing. Like get him yeah. out of there <laughs> as much at least. We need we need the Jets out of there. I I don't understand. They're starting Tim Boyle now. They're benching <laughs> Zach Wilson. So why You're are we Tim Boyle? We... You, you know Tim Boyle. Yeah, I know him very well. <laughs> yeah, legendary um, career in college. Yeah, just unwatchable, unwatchable. Um, um, you kind guy, shout out to Tim Boyle. But yeah, I, I I see what you're saying, and it is a shame because the Jets' defense is, you know, they're they got beat pretty good last week. But that's and you've seen it with teams like your Broncos the last couple of years when the defense is good and the offense isn't. Like you just get tired and eventually not quit, but you just kind of lose your your drive, your will to play. Yeah, and when the quarterback in front of you isn't inspiring any confidence, that doesn't really help. But also Aaron Rodgers standing on the sideline acting like he's God amongst men just also is not helpful. But when does that flex kick in? Because we it needs to happen. I think it's after Thanksgiving, so I think we finally have an opportunity We're here. Done with the Jets. Finally done with the Jets. Well, uh, what do you think, though, about the NFC? Because, like, switching back to that, you know, you have the Eagles at the top, deservedly so. Niners bounced back recently. The Lions, the the eight and two Lions. Like, is this is this going to be a year for them? Can they really make a deep run in the NFC? I think I think they can. If we're not talking Eagles in the Super Bowl, we're talking Lions in the Super Bowl. Their wow. last wow, stretch, I, wow, okay. their last stretch of games they have Green Bay, New Orleans, Chicago, then they play Minnesota twice. Denver and Dallas. I mean, mm-hmm. out of all those games, at Dallas is their toughest game. So they, there might be one or two losses in there for them, but you're looking at a team that's finishing the year with three or four losses. And Lions-Eagles would be kind of tight, but I'm not also counting out the 49ers that's, by any means. You're right, though, that they – I mean, they pretty much – I think we're saying somewhere like this game against the Bears, they did not play well. Their offense came alive the last three minutes, win that game. Bears, yeah. just, you know, whatever. But – they would have to, in my opinion, get the home field. I don't trust them to go to San Fran if that's the 2-3 and it shakes out that way without upsets, which no guarantee. Um, San Fran, the way their defense, trading for Chase Young, now with that Ohio State DN backfield with Bosa, Chase Young. Yeah. I mean, they've got a lot of guys there. I don't know. I do know that you know the Lions offense can score. It's one of the best in football. So you'd think they have a chance in pretty much every game given the firepower they have. Jamison Williams being back in the mix now with St. Brown, Williams. Like, they've... They've got some dudes back there. And they're a team that has proven this year that they can win the close games. I mean, week one, they beat Kansas City at Kansas City, 21-20, win by one. In these last mm-hmm. two weeks that they've played, one-score game against the Chargers, win at the end. One-score game against the Bears, win at the end, back-to-back. Um, outside of that brutal loss at Baltimore for them this year, every game for them, they've, you know, either dominated or won it at the end. Yeah. Um, and on the stretch here doesn't, you know, seem like it's going to impose much of a threat to them. They do seem like they're slowing down a little bit, but yeah. like you said, they got it done at the end of the game, and that's all that matters. 
before we get into the uh, picks and previews for this week, Joe, I mean, we got our teams doing better and maybe, I don't know if it brings you more joy, but how bad the Patriots have been. <laughs> it doesn't bring complete joy in this household, but <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I know. <laughs> every week, every week I do the, the pick them uh, to talk about the Patriots pick and I'm told to pick the Patriots and they're two and eight. So I can just tell you how many times I've lost a pick because the Patriots lost. That's funny. <laughs> That's really good, um, and uh, understandable given what's happened. Um, but we'll see. They play the they're Giants this week. Abys- they're just abysmal, you know. You, you draft Mac Jones was even tenth overall pick, uh, and he's just not that guy. No, um, it's not like they don't have talent on that roster. They do. I wonder if they had Josh Dobbs, if they would be better. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of teams that could say that, um, but Mac is definitely regressed, so we'll see. He's got Tommy DeVito this week, so we'll we'll see. I probably won't watch much of that game, but you know, Thanksgiving night. <laughs> unless you, yeah, good. Unless you pick them. Unless, yeah, that's unless I pick them, man. That's a whole nother survivor pool final three, whether or not to split. Um, lot lot to discuss though. You know, Thanksgiving slate: Packers, Lions. We'll see if the Lions, you know, as the as the prohibitive favorites for a change. Cowboys, Commanders, I feel like that could be one-sided. But that night game, Seahawks hosting the Niners. Seahawks coming off another loss to the Rams. You know, if they want to, I don't want to say this could wrap up the division because it is early, but this is a game Seattle probably has to have if they want to make a run at the division. And we don't even know if Geno Smith's going to play, so maybe it's Drew Locke time. It's it's definitely a division-winning game, I think, like you said here. But the Seahawks, they're they're not healthy right now. Kenneth Walker is probably going to miss the game, so they're going to be starting rookie running back Charbonnet. Although he has looked better than Walker the last few weeks, probably because Walker's been hurt. But yeah, Geno Smith with a, a uh, elbow injury on his throwing arm, like that doesn't bode well of going up against that stout front, like you said, the Ohio State front of San Francisco. And San Francisco, their offense is schemed out. They they know how to win ball games. Purdy. What do you have? A perfect passer rating last week, over 300 yards, three tuds. They, they're a tough team to beat, and I feel like the uh, Seahawks don't necessarily always play the 49ers very well. No, no, they don't. Um, I wonder though if if Geno Smith doesn't play. I mean, even if he does, it's gonna be tough. But Drew Locke against this pass rush, I wouldn't exactly say yeah. I'm excited. It's uh, a wrap on Thanksgiving, and you're parlaying them together. The Seahawks receivers, though, if DK, I mean, with Njigba coming out of there, there's there's some talent in the, in the receiving core. So if they got time, I just don't think they'll have the time in that one. So it could be pretty tough. Uh, other yeah, it's game, gonna be tough. yeah. DK's a little banged up too. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's dealing with a he's got some kind of toe injury, but that seems like we're talking about mm-hmm. him every week dealing with something, not practicing on Tuesday, and Wednesday, but coming out on Sunday and five grads. 80 yards, that's usually yeah, what, where he's at. The Black Friday game, first time NFL has done it. Dolphins, Jets, not exactly thrilling for my perspective. Um, and i got to be honest, Joe, the Saturday slate, I'm only counting uh, six games. Not the best at the 10 a.m. Six games at the 1 p.m. Eastern time slot. Not exactly the best games. I mean, Bengals, Steelers was supposed to be a little better. Giants, Patriots, Colts, Bucks, you know. I, I think Jags, Texans is clearly the best game. I mean, this is... Yeah. This is one where the Jags lost at home earlier, and if Houston wins this game at home, they go from you know darling team trying to you know play a little better this year to division prohibitive favorites. So a lot on the line in this one. Yeah, this is a this is a big game. This will flip the standings if the Jags don't uh, take it out against Houston. I mean, then they'll both be what seven and four, mm-hmm. and Houston will have that tiebreaker over them, winning both of those games, but. Like you said earlier, C.J. Stroud, man, he's 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 a tough cookie, a tough tough guy to beat. But Trevor Lawrence last week, uh, he came back after that drubbing they took the week before against San Francisco and just balled out. Two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. He kind of got the team behind him. I uh, I read something too that he bought the front office. I can't even remember what he what he got them, but he got them involved in in some way. Um, so it seems like the Jags are starting to put it together more so. Um, yeah. I think the Jags have the game. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't see them losing two against Houston. I feel like it's going to be a great game, possibly high scoring. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely high scoring. Over under 48 and a half. So okay. they're going to be putting up some points. That's good. We get that high scoring game, and then we get our Browns-Broncos game to just you know bring us down off that point scoring high. 
Um, yeah. Games this week are are low, 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 low point totals. A lot, forty three or under, and a, a fair amount under forty. What do you think, though? Do you think your boys beat mine? Like, how do you think this goes? I think the final score is going to be like nine to eight. Something just dumb. <laughs> nine eight, nine eight. I don't even. I don't even want to ask how the how the points are going to be scored. Um, no, I mean, look, like I two field goals for the Browns and a safety, and three field goals for the Broncos. Broncos win nine eight. That's what I'm saying. I okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick the Browns to win. None of the, no outcome would shock me. I do think DTR on the road is the is the thing, right? If this game was home, I feel much more confident. But this is his first road start. I think it's fair to say, Joe, that turnovers and something wacky is probably going to decide this game. Like if a big special teams play, a big fumble, big pick probably happens, that swings this one. Um, I would say, you know, what was last week? Last week was 13-10. Let's, let's go crazy and say like 17-15. <laughs> That's also a great score. Yeah. 17-16 even. We can have it be a one-point game if we want. Um, so that'll be... That'll be exciting. Yeah. Eight. Okay. I'm nine eight. <laughs> do we do we doing a friendly wager on this game? Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk after. We'll we'll figure something out. Uh, right. I got to gear up for the fantasy playoffs too. If I make it, it's, you've seen those standings. It's like a log jam in the middle. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a good year for everybody except for me. I had a bad, bad draft, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always uh, in there. Um, I'm creeping around. I never get a buy, but I'm always in there to make noise and maybe win a playoff game. But it's a lot of six and five teams, you know, so it's it's a lot of weirdness. Mm-hmm. Um, last game I wanted to talk to this week was that Bills Eagles game, the Buffalo last stand. I feel like Philly at some point, Joe, in these next three games, they're going to have that loss. They're going to have that game where they might even lose by double digits. But it reminds me of those old school Patriots years where they, you know, they have to get one game out of the way where Belichick could come into the film room and be like, you're not perfect. Look at this game tape. I'm going to break you down and build you back up. Don't know if it's this week, but I'd just say be on the lookout for the Eagles to have one clunker in there. Yeah, we talked about earlier, the Bills, you know, they don't want to fall so far out of playoff contention or be tied up with any of these teams. If they lose this game and the Colts win, they're behind the Colts and the wild card standing so this is pretty a must win game for the Bills and yeah it's against the Eagles but like you said there's got to be one game where they drop it yeah um, they just coming off that road win high against the Chiefs who knows I, I may I may switch my pick to Bills in this game just because mm. you know it's got to happen at some point right like is this team going to only lose one game throughout the entire season they are that good so it's definitely possible, but mm-hmm. they got Buffalo, San Francisco, and at Dallas, the Eagles. So one of those three games, they got it's got to happen, right? They got to lose yeah. one of these games. Go to Seattle. So you think so? Um, Do they start to fall here? That was a very very close game against the Chiefs, and like we talked about earlier, the Chiefs had many chances, many opportunities to win that game or make some plays, and they didn't. So is Buffalo the same story where they have many chances to win the game and they don't? But Buffalo has players on their team that can catch the ball. So, you know, if they're in it as much as the Chiefs are, I think Buffalo has the advantage in that scenario. It's going to be a good one. Hopefully uh, Buffalo can make it competitive, right the ship, new offensive strategy. Love to see it. Uh, Joe Crisali, can't let you go without talking hockey because I feel like that's where you're really riding high with what the Rangers have been doing. Oh, yeah. First place, man. They're they're looking real good. Standing atop Metropolitan standings right now. I can't believe the I Flyers say, are in second, by the way. I just saw that I was just about yeah. to say, I cannot believe that the Flyers are right behind them in second place above all these other teams. Um, but, you know, it's still early. It's only been, what, 15, 16 games. Um, but the Rangers have looked very good. Uh, they're, they're winning these close ones. Their last matchup was tough on the road against Dallas, but before that, they had won four games in a row, um, albeit against your your Blue Jackets. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> Just a tragedy of a hockey team. Absolute tragedy. But the Rangers have looked good. I watched them when they came out here um, against the Kraken, and they, you know, they didn't look like they were playing particularly well. I got to say, I wanted Blake Wheeler to just hang up his jersey right then and there <laughs> after that game, but. 
he's kind of come around a little bit. Losing Adam Fox for this period of time, you thought would make a bigger impact, and they didn't have Shesterkin for a period of time either. Mm-hmm. But they were still finding ways to win games, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's huge because yeah. they're coming through winning games without their star players, and now those guys are going to start to come back. That means that the dudes that stepped up are going to fall back into their regular roles, and that just makes them even stronger because if they could play, like Gustafsson is the guy that kind of took over for Fox on the top power play on D, um, and he's played really well. So now if you can drop him down and put Fox up there, then you just feel that much better about um, the depth and, and how good the team really is. Uh, they've looked really good, and Breadman has been great. He's on some crazy point streak, which he last few years he just wasn't that guy. Mm-hmm. But it seems like he, now that he's got this bald haircut, that's all he <laughs> needed. <laughs> that's all he needed. I've I have a few hockey thoughts uh, I want to get into right now. One being, um, you know, obviously Edmonton's a talk of what's happened, firing their coach, disaster start. They have played better marginally since, and I would say. Joe, that I still think they make a push to get into the playoffs, but they don't have, like, it would take a lot for them to make me think they're going to make a run. Uh, interesting to see what's happened there. Here's where I'm kicking myself. How many years do I pick Vancouver to make a run? <laughs> Every year. Except for this Except one. For this. Except for this one. Like an idiot, I picked Calgary over them in the final playoff spot. And now Vancouver has, I would think, the Norris Trophy winner as of now, and Quinn Hughes, who's leading the league in points. Elias Pettersson and J.T. Miller are up there. Um, it's yep. been incredible. The Pacific Division, by the way. I mean, maybe it's just kind of what we thought, like with the top three teams, but Vegas looks just as good as last year. The Kings are very dangerous, 7-1-2 and two in their last 10, and Vancouver. So, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of good hockey to be played out there. And, uh, you know, Vancouver's very much in the mix. The other thing, too, just to point out is that Boston – you know, seems. I mean, obviously they got the off-ice stuff with Lucic, but Boston bounced back after last year's playoff uh, disappointment, and they're you know most points in the league right now. So, no problems for the Bruins as well. But it's been a fun first uh, quarter of the season. Yeah, for sure it has a lot of things happening that we didn't think were going to happen, which you know is just how it goes. Um, yeah. The uh, Eastern Conference and the Western Conference are just so similar to the NFL this year. Yeah. Um, Eastern, you know, you got teams that are out of the out of uh, the middle or top of the standings that are not are winning records. Whereas yeah. you look at the Pacific, like Seattle has a losing record and they're above. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just uh-huh. like you said with Edmonton, uh, they're probably the biggest disappointment of the year. Not probably, they're definitely the biggest disappointment of the year. Their goaltending has been atrocious. Their D has been atrocious. McDavid somehow still a favorite, you know, to win um, the trophy. Yeah. But when I'm, but they got to flip it around at some point. You got to uh-huh. think uh, they're just better. They just have more talent than these other teams. But yeah. right now they're go towards the bottom of that. The team that definitely has shocked me this year the most is uh, Vancouver. They just did a complete uh, 180 on on what you know what what they were doing last year. Um, that's also Brock Bowser. You know he. He's got, I think, 22 points on the year, and he was hurt last year, so they got him back actually playing at a high level, and their depth is solid. Um, And it's pretty much the usual suspects elsewhere, Dallas, Colorado, Vegas. Like you said, L.A. has played really well. Um, Anaheim's sticking around. I know. Leo Carlson's looked good, too. Yeah, they've they've looked solid. The, The East? Philly, biggest surprise. We thought that they were going to be bottom dwellers. Um, Ottawa has not been as good as advertised. New Jersey has not been as good as advertised. Um, Carolina and Tampa Bay have kind of stumbled here and there. But Tampa Bay, you can't blame them. They've tried to mishmash goaltending here and there. Uh, Johansson is like, I think he's got a state percentage, like 880, 870 or something. Mm-hmm. So, it's you know, they're just kind of making ends meet, but they have the talent to do well. Yeah. And Stamkos, I think his plus minus he's like minus eight on the year which is just very not like him um and florida's good toronto's been been solid um but my rangers man i'm feeling really good about in the, east, the way that it's been up right now but the west is the west is the juggernaut for sure especially yeah. in vancouver 
and Vegas keep playing the way that they are, and then Dallas can be tough. Yeah, I expect the Devils to bounce back. I mean, they've had Hughes being out. That's part of it. I think they're going to you know, make their move up uh, in that vision. I would also say, you know, shout out to, uh, you know, I, I was watching some of those games in Sweden. That, st- that Stutzel goal for Ottawa was incredible, batting it out of midair oh. for the winner. Yeah, that was so sick. Uh, last thing, though, Joe, what do you think of the Kraken jersey for the outdoor game? Oh, it's incredible. I like it, too. Yeah. I love that jersey. I don't understand. I really, really don't understand why the Utah Jazz broke the news. How? <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense to anyone. And I asked, I asked all the people I know, I'm like, why, why is Walker Tesler wearing Kraken? Why is he wearing it? And how is that how the news is breaking? And nobody had an answer. Oh, nope. man. The, the marketing team, president, has gone ghost. Nobody knows what's going on, what has happened. Um, and, uh, it's just utter confusion. But the jerseys are amazing. Uh, they really pay homage to the Metropolitans uh, that were here before, and it's they're they're super sick. I am currently trying to snag a credential to go to that, so we'll see how well, that good goes. Luck. I'll actually be down at Climate Pledge shooting the Kraken game tonight against the Sharks. I figured I needed some uh, shots of goals being scored, so I yeah, thought that would be a good chance to go. Game. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be good. There'll be a lot of odd man rushes, too, which will be good to see uh, at a Sharks game. Uh, Well, Joe, this has been a blast. Always appreciate you taking the time. Love talking football and hockey with you, uh, especially when we get you in a good mood with the Broncos and Rangers winning. So uh, thanks, as always, for coming on the Money Mitch Effect and uh, talking sports. Yeah, man, for sure. Thanks to Sean Sullivan, thanks to Joe Crisali, and thanks to everybody out there for listening to this sports podcast, The Money Mitch Effect, which can be found on all your podcast platforms. Just search Money Mitch Effect on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. It'll pop right up where you can subscribe, leave a rating or review, and automatically get every episode downloaded into your listening device. And check out the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page as well for some exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at MoneyMitchM21. We're back next week to talk the ramifications of college football rivalry week, preview college football conference championship weekend, and uh, talk about the NFL as well with some hockey news and notes too. For Joe Crisali and Sean Sullivan, my name is Mitch Michaels. This was the Money Mitch Effect. Thank you for listening. Keep enjoying sports and have a happy and wonderful Thanksgiving.